start recording. Uh, Rick, at the minute, uh, I believe he's, he's busy. He's on a presentation or he's doing something with um, like a workshop. Or that's Is he well? Is he good? Yeah, I think so. I spoke to him a couple of days ago. Um, we, we don't work in the same office. So basically, he's, he's got his own business. We've got our own business. So we just... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're contracting and tasking, but he's a mate as well. So, you know, we're yeah. running ideas past him and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. He tends to be booked up until about sort of five maybe six o'clock most evenings uh, and obviously yeah well i mean he's a workaholic he works sort of i mean i work saturdays but he works saturdays and sundays uh, Jesus. I, don't, I don't know how he does it you know he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be sitting there going yeah i don't know how to do it either uh, just, it's rick don't if you listen to this stop doing sundays just go and watch gillette soccer sunday and drink eight pints of uh grouch well, and uh, do that instead it's much more several quick. factors stopping him doing that a he's got 15 kids Oh, yeah. uh, B and he supports Chelsea, so you know, 15 kids and he support Chelsea. What well, I, I think I'd fucking work on, on uh, I support on Chelsea. What are you doing supporting <laughs> Chelsea? <laughs> I, right. I know it's just forget it. You know what? Yeah, I've lost all sympathy. No, you said that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um... <laughs> where are we? Where were we? Yes, you yeah, had like well, a bit of a structure, didn't you? That you wanted to talk about some, some things, yeah. you wanted to talk about the method of. Branding businesses with basic understanding of, of the concept. So if you've got a if you've got a client, I'm, I guess you're thinking, uh, who has a basic knowledge of what branding is, how do you go about pulling them up to scratch? Is that what you were kind of getting at? Yeah, I mean, obviously, because you're you're an expert in well, basically branding, marketing, I'm an advertising. Expert. I'm a well, guru. I, yeah, I'm going to pitch you as that. You might not all necessarily right. be, but I'm going to big you up for that kind of thing. All right. All and right. I, Right, and I like to think that I've got some <laughs> understanding of it, and obviously yeah. that's that's Rick's area. Uh, my thinking behind this was obviously rather than getting you to talk about like PP and workwear, which obviously is not your wheelhouse and and it's not really entertaining. Mm. What we tend to look at with clients now, and, and Ian's um, actually having this conversation with CEOs and MDs and and uh, business owners yeah. about the perception of their brands. Ian's so your MD, to, like, right? MD yeah, of yeah, yeah, MD of, of BHI, and and he's he's going in, he's playing golf with these people, he's having meetings with these people, so it's top yeah. down. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions that he was asking people in the last presentation we did was like, who in this room is happy with their branding, their brand perception, their communication side? And mm-hmm. nobody put their hands up, which isn't surprising, but you kind of expect that, you know, someone might get up and say, well, actually, I'm I'm quite happy with what we've got. So yeah. they maybe didn't want to raise the head above the pulpit as such. Yeah. What, what we do within our business is, yes, we, we provide the PP and, and the workwear, but it's also about like things like vehicle wrapping. It's the placements of logos, you know, what you can put on the high-vis vest and the, the clothing. You know, it's, it's kind of like a hand-in-hand process of saying, why wear or why buy something because it's the cheapest, but it might, nec- it might actually have a negative effect on your brand perception by potential clients that look like you guys that you see every day and go, they look like a bagger, a bagger yeah. baba to use, to use yeah. that word, bring that one back. Um, oh, bring back baba, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, why not? It's good alliteration so, as well. <laughs> and with the Yorkshire accent, baba. Bagger um, baba. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's basically the, 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 the reason for being, um, for sending those, uh, those sort of talking points, but I'm not necessarily married to it. So I'm, I'm going to let you, sort of feel it so i mean if you want to start the first one about um sort of methods for branding of people with a basic understanding uh you know they know they need to do it 
but they don't necessarily yeah. know how to execute it effectively for their own company. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I mean, there's so many things. It's, it's hard to know where to start because there's so many things to talk about when you talk about branding your business. But um, I guess it's like, you know, so a lot of, when you talk to people that don't don't really care or don't read much about branding or don't do it as a day-to-day job, they're just kind of like, well, yeah, just that's that logo. That's the Apple logo. I get it. Uh, or that's the Nike swoosh. That logo over there, um, that's a brand. So if that says something to me or it's emblazoned across something, that's branding. Um, yeah. And that, that is. Uh, but it's also, uh, unfortunately, going to go into marketing spiel chat which some people love and some people hate <laughs> unfortunately it's one that it's like the, it's the collective impact of whatever that swoosh sign or that um spec savers two green circles does isn't it so yeah uh something that somebody said recently that really got me and that made me think oh shit that's right because it's always changing it's not like i mean you can look up brand and you know there'll be a wikipedia description of it which will say something like you know the name or the design or the symbol of uh of uh, somebody that's selling something uh to make yeah. it distinct from somebody else that's selling something but in the marketing and branding world people are always discussing it um because they like to do that like and one thing that i heard or read recently and it's healthy to discuss it one thing i read recently was actually i thought about this and branding is all about tone of voice so it yeah. doesn't it doesn't matter what symbol you've got although you know it does but bear with me in this particular example (laughs) your tone of voice how you behave your distinctive way of talking about yourself and describing the world that is all that matters and everything else comes from that so a simple example which everybody loves is is nike so they they talk about just do it and really that's kind of they've nailed it so well because just do it I get it, you know, talking about athletics and being active. But it's actually a tone of voice that comes from that quite simply, isn't there? From that. Uh-huh. So you, you just, you've just, those guys have distilled it right down to three words where if you, if you or I walked into Nike and said, right, hi, how's it going? I'm head of social today. You'd know that, you'd know without going into any um, boring 10 hour meetings about, brand purpose and um or, or or any other guff that your colleagues want to talk to you about you could just sit that straight down at the desk and and you'd know what the tone of voice is for nike you'd know what not and what to talk about from that brand standpoint yeah. so um i haven't answered your question i've i've basically gone around the houses like any other marketing guru or expert would but i'm just trying to get out how like it doesn't it can come down to just one idea if it's really good and it's really distilled and people get it if it's simple yeah and if you can get businesses to do that so it's not just like oh i'm matt webster i'm matt webster and sons i clean windows there's a picture of my face put it on a window stick that logo everywhere it's not going to work that's just part of it we need to know yeah. why matt webster and sons are different or what is makes you distinct why is it that people should use you to wash their windows rather than anyone else exactly i mean yeah well you you, you use the word distilled there when you were to use your words going around the house Spearly. which i don't yeah no i don't think you were i think it's a good way to sort of understand it because 
the reason for this podcast in, in, in part is to kind of, I'll use air quotes now, but to kind of educate gently people into sort of understanding that it isn't like you say, just Matt Webster and we clean windows. There needs to be some thought into it. So there's a part there where you're kind of advocating for a quote unquote creative agency to try and get in there and distill down because I'm under no under illusions that, that just do it. Although you do picture uh, Shia LaBeouf going on that, that viral video. <laughs> Never hear it now. He does. He does have that. Uh, obviously, that's he gets into the ethereal matter in your in your mind to a certain extent. But they just do it. There is an internal monologue that you have. Taking him aside is, yeah, yeah. you know, just get off your backside and go out there and do it. Go and sweat. Go and get into it, yeah. which is perfect for them. But they would have sat round in again, quote unquote, creative meetings, batting around thousands of ideas until they got that little nugget or that that marble and chipped away until they got something so simple deceptively simple um to achieve that so yeah. to, to, to sort of work within the companies that we work with and you know the, the the example used about window cleaners we tend to have a few customers not many because I, I think most of them know that they need to do some branding they yeah. don't necessarily know how to achieve it and they're not necessarily at the place where they want to spend tens of thousands of pounds with someone like yourself or another creative agency to to mm. work on it because there is that lack of attributable value yeah. to the creative process because there isn't an inbox and an outbox where you can say well that's what i've done today because it's all abstract it's all concept yeah. this is what i did today and this is how much money it yeah. made me so i'll go home and yeah i can attribute that that's the value of what that costs to do x y or z yeah and they don't necessarily have it so there's a quote from Mad Men where it says it's the most important least important job or the least important most important job yeah where because people don't understand what they do. They think that, well, like you said at the start, you know, the, the Apple um, branding, it's like, yeah, well, that's, that's what branding is. And it's actually, it's the journey that it takes someone on the, either almost on a subconscious level in their cognitive process of how they attribute value to a specific <coughs> brand. So if, yeah. if someone picked up an Apple product or a Nike product, they can charge a premium because there's an inherent brand equity within that Product. which they've worked hard to create over a long period of time they didn't just Massive draw, draw yeah. a picture of an apple and go hey everyone we're going to put this everywhere you get it right no exactly but it gets back to what the point about the tone of voice the tone of voice again <coughs> it, it, it's misleading <coughs> in some sense because people can say well if you just soften your accent it's it's not about that it's actually about saying okay well this is the story let me tell you the story about matt and sons window cleaners you know this hark back almost like the hovis type music you're actually creating the context and the story in this mm. to get to a point where someone can resonate with it and go, yeah, I, you know, that, that's, that's me. That hits with my internal values, my um, biases in positive or negative, and in, it can work within them. It, it, it tells that story that they can see inherent value in it. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you say, it's not just a, it's a, an apple on the back of a, um, a product and people go, Oh, well, yeah, they need to have a story behind it. They need to have a tone of voice that fills in the gaps. Yeah, the, the story is really interesting and really important. And most marketers will talk about how you need human stories and they're the most important things because that's what people remember and that's what people, uh, that's what we're, pre, we're programmed as animals to, to, to hang on to and to listen to. We, we crave stories. What's quite yes. interesting about heritage, right? So I've done a few projects in the past about um, when I was working on brands. So I worked with this, two skincare brands that come to mind. One was... Um, boots and we did i did a bit of work on their heritage and they were uh, i think it was 100 years old 100 years of boots yeah yeah so 
so we we did some stuff on that and then I worked with another brand called uh, Palmer's who do Palmer's they're known for their cocoa butter they were okay. 175 years old uh, wow. it's like that's a really old so we did a heritage piece on that as well and uh, <clears throat> excuse me and they were just there's archive footage and it, it, it went down really well but mm -hmm. what I've realized is Nike we'll come back to them again because I believe they really are you need to look up to what they do in terms of their marketing every, the, I the, think every brand needs to do yeah yeah yeah, their, their heritage was a bloody best-selling novel from the founder. So their heritage yeah. is that powerful and is that good that it's basically Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder. Uh, <laughs> and you read it and it's, it, all it is is just his human story, story. of how, yeah. uh, how he set up and, and the people around him, the characters that set up Nike. So those guys always took it one step further and just a little bit more creative and um, commercially astute that they actually turn it into a best-selling novel. I mean, well, wow. well, that's a good word. I mean, that, to give you sort of the, the that that story some credence. Even my brother, who has a uh, a workable understanding of of branding, because it's his business. There's obviously skin in the game from his point, and he wants to work in there. But he'd listened yeah. to the the Phil Knight story. Uh, yeah. It was called it was called Shooter, was I think it was called something else. Yeah. He got it on Audible. He listened Shooter, to it, and yeah. um, the, the concept of that that human story that, you know, the, um, I mean, I, I, I listened to part of it when I was in the car with him, um, and it was talking about the design for the swoosh and they basically just paid some, um, low ranking, uh, designer to come up with something. $50, I think. Was yeah. a, was a budget. <laughs> I think like, she's been paid as a result though. Uh, yeah. She, she's earned quite a lot of money off the back of it just from that one gig. Yeah, go on. Which is quite rightly so. I think there's, yeah. there's there's something to say for that one. But it, you know, the, the smallest acorns can come the mightiest of oak trees, and I think that's yes. something that's important. And I think from if we're talking to our clients and this audio gets into uh, their headspace, I think there's a part where uh, as, as the providers with PP and workwear, which isn't particularly glamorous, but it's a necessity, and someone yeah. like yourself working together or even if it was us and their own internal marketing and communication team working together to achieve the best results for the for the brand perception yeah because with the best will in the world a lot of people can look at the mountain of say nike or apple or even the biggest competitor within their field and go we'll never be that and mm -hmm. it's like well that's defeatist it's a case yeah. of what you're never going to be able to take on the big dog when you're a one-man band or a small team but what you can do over incremental time is change the perception to, to basically to, to, to concentrate on the human story. Mm -hmm. What makes mm -hmm. you different from that faceless, huge corporation that's got 10,000 employees? Mm -hmm. You know, that almost like that local feel of, again, it's like the whole, I, I, I picture Hovis music, you know, when they're talking about, again, the heritage of that yeah. that, that little boy, you know. A couple of stones. The bike. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, that's a, an emotional hook that people yeah. have for like a nostalgic bygone era that they may or may not have even experienced personally. It's just something that there's a, a positive or even a, a, an emotive um, sort of vibration from that that can draw people in. Yeah. So I think working with people um, that understand that they need to do some branding, but rather than have the, the concept of it's better to do something than nothing, sort of almost pull them back a little bit and say, no, let's do something that's actually positive rather than just do it throwing muck at the wall and hoping some of it sticks i think that's yeah. that's one of the messages that, that that we try to have conversations if we can have conversation with some people some people get it i mean it's if we're talking about some of our existing customers their uh, concepts of vehicle wrapping 
um, because vans, you know, there, there are a lot of vans that are, are wrapped, but there's not many that are wrapped well, as in the message on the vans or the message on the vehicles actually look good and engaging. Yeah. And, oh, what's that about? Um, they just have, you know, <laughs> Matt Webster's windowcleanservice.com. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, there's not really that someone looks at that and they've just they've thought well, we need to put something on it. It's not executed well. There's no real thought to it. There isn't a, a distilled down concept that they, they want to get on there. So um, I think the last kind of, time I saw a van wrap where just coming to just coming to mind, the last time I saw a van wrap that I remember and I'm like, oh, that's a bit different. Oh, who are they? And I recall the brand was Aussie Van. Uh, OK. And I don't know if you remember Aussie Van. Uh, I don't know if they're still around. I think they're big in London, or they were a few years back. Okay. And uh, their rap was just, they're using Australia as a, they're using the stereotype of their working <laughs> man, Aussie bloke, like, yeah. I, let's get this shit done, kind of thing. Yep. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used the kangaroo, and yep. they used Australian colours, but it was very easy to understand that Aussie van and Aussie man, I think, were there, but they just yep. removal, they were there to get shit and move it somewhere else and you paid them for it and they they stood out with that brand and they were more expensive than ringing up you know johnny walker uh, around the corner who's just yeah. got you know a beat up van perhaps with his johnny walker and sons on it but you know and he and johnny walker would have been would have been cheaper but you don't remember him unless you accidentally walk past his van or you know uh so yeah i do remember the aussie van was very very successful van wrap i mean i must have been in buying mode as well at the time because i lived in it was when i was living in london i pretty much moved every six months yeah so i needed someone to move my shit for me but yeah that, sorry it just popped up and i just remembered to actually gonna no. look now see if aussie van still exists it still exists i think it is in london but yeah it's it, it, i think the message from even just looking at the image on the side of the van aussie aussie removals man and van but but the message it fits in with there you know if, if they are that that image there with a backup message of like no no fuss no most we get it done they've mm. they've distilled down what their usp is and then saying right okay everyone else is there's there's every man and his dog is a removal van and they're all pretty much doing the same sort of thing yeah and you just need a pair of hands go, in the van yeah yeah, but but what do we do differently? Well, we we'll get there. We'll 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 look the part. We'll get it from A to B, and we'll have no no nonsense. Now, if you can execute that, as in that's your values and that's what you do on a day to day basis, then promoting that should be your USP. <clears throat> that story in itself is kind of almost like the position that BHI are in. All our competitors are all pretty much doing the same sort of thing, so it becomes white noise. So if we do something that stands out from that. Yeah. Uh, differentiation from it and we've got the again it's all scalability and, and funding and stuff but we'll get to that uh, level where it's like look yeah we're not just like x supplier or y supplier it's like we're doing something different here and this is what we do so almost like the replicating what the aussie band uh, or the aussie group have done uh, yeah. within our industry as well um but it's quite I interesting guess, how many other how many other brands sorry to interrupt how many other brands well, in your category are doing podcasts talking about you know, branding, marketing, mess, you know, what we're doing now. Do you know? None. Because that, that's, well, that's setting you up, that's setting well, you apart straight away. And yeah. also, if you think about Aussie Group, Aussie Van, so they've got this thing here, which I'm drawn to on the site. It's aussiegroup.co.uk, if you're listening. Yeah. So, like, this Aussie ethos, our can-do attitude. 
I get that straight away, actually, without even clicking on it. I wonder how, yeah, hilarious, yeah. how hilarious it would be if they did a podcast about all the crazy stories of uh, things that they've been doing while I've been, you know, removals and moving stuff. And imagine all the stories they've got. You know, maybe they moved, I don't know, uh, a famous person's. I think Sting moved recently in London. Maybe they moved his stuff from his massive pad to the new place in, uh, in uh, the Bermondsey <laughs> Power Station. I don't know, but can you imagine two Aussies just shooting the shit, just talking. You know, that would that would be interesting, and that would set them apart even further. Which I guess is what you guys are doing already. Well, that's it. I mean, the, the the concept behind us. I mean, there's the multiple prongs. It's, it's it's long form chats with experts within different fields that can sort of shed their insight and experience and knowledge onto um other people that can benefit from it yeah. but also as well the, the way that everything's going with obviously um all the listening devices and and whatnot's going on yeah. the the next generation you know my niece and nephew your your daughter and sons have you got is it just a daughter yeah a just son? a daughter yeah. for now yeah just for now yeah um it's not, it's not webster and sons yet for the, for the window <laughs> company i'm working on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> working on the the progeny, um, it, 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 it they're they're not necessarily going to tap anything in on the phone or tap anything on the keyboard because for all we know that phones and, and keyboards might not necessarily be there, but they will have that that speech command. So our podcast obviously is already going to be archived; they're going to be available there. So if somebody's searching for it, we should rank above um, some of the bigger competition. In theory, yeah. we don't obviously know what's, what's going to go on there. But also as well, it allows us to sort of work out ideas and concepts for our company and how we can pass that knowledge and information onto our clients as well. So one of the things that we concentrate on is the innovation, which on its own, every company says that they, they're innovative. And innovative could mean many, many different things. Sorry, I've just got someone phoning me then. I should, that's that's the, right. the downside of having it the on words, there. We can't, I can't hear it, but I, whenever I hear the words innovative... Uh, yeah. For some reason, I always think of Lloyd Grossman saying it because he used yes. it way too much when he was describing on the original MasterChef. He was like, "It's innovative. It's, yes. You know, it's we've, we've conjugated, we've ruminated, and it's a really innovative dish." So because people use innovative too much, and I used to use it too much. Yeah. Now my alarm bell in my own head is Lloyd Grossman saying innovative yeah. every time someone says it. <laughs> No, well, that's that's what I was getting to. That's exactly the point I was getting to, where when people use in in their sort of spiel or their taglines uh, about their their innovative, it become, because it's so ubiquitous, it, it actually has yeah. lost its meaning. Yeah. And there's lots of people out there that use it, and it's like, well, if you aren't innovating, then you're going backwards. So it's almost like it's um, uh, it's a, it's an oxymoronic phrase to use that now, along with the lines of things like good service. Well, good service isn't anything to shout about. That should be a prerequisite. We talk yeah, about great cool. service because great service is something that actually your, your, your baseline is good service, which is being responsive and all the usual things. Great service is going over and above and actually providing them with more than either they expected from uh, previous dealings with, with competitors or perhaps surprising them to go, really, you can give me that information and I don't have to pay extra for it. You're like, no, that's part of the service. That's part of what we actually offer. Um, so, yeah, things like innovative and, and these buzzwords, yeah. they, they tend to lose a lot of the meaning that they've actually got. Um, yeah. But that's, I mean, getting back onto the branding concept about uh, sort of changing perceptions to positive ones. I like the Aussie, uh, Aussie group, I uh, 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 issue that you brought up or 
issue with the concept you brought up, literally yeah. because I can see some of our customers utilizing some of the same executions that they've done in their own respective fields, whether it's construction or engineering or um, even like rail and, and transport hubs. Um, they're in the same position that they do the same thing as all their competition, but they don't actually reach out enough to people. Or yeah. maybe they don't necessarily have the, the belief or the understanding that this actually could. It should be seen as an investment that not you're spending 10 grand or 100 grand or something and that's it. Because that's just a cost and an unnecessary cost. But there's actually going to be an ROI on this and it's going to be mm. quantifiable by the, the measurables of it. And measurables could be obviously money through the till, which is what everybody wants. Yeah. But actually improving the way that someone looks at you and feels and that's the thing because if you get to someone on their emotional side rather than the intellectual side of the intellectual side is looking at something saying right well it costs x and they cost y where's where's the value in paying more or or is there value in paying less and getting them into the emotional side of things and start saying right well actually these guys make me feel like i'm actually my problems aren't problems they've yeah. actually got solutions to it and they understand me that's an interesting point because if you got, um, I can't remember where I said I use Johnny Walker or uh, or whatever. Yeah. If you got Joe Bloggs around the corner, <clears throat> you could feel because he hasn't built up a brand because he hasn't got brand equity because he isn't he hasn't made you feel anything before you've even met him. You know because he hasn't got like there's no impact from 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 seeing what he does before he's even met you and given his service. You could hypothetically feel a lot. You know, you could feel a lot easier about negotiating with him, saying, yes. look, Joe, look, I know you're coming around here to pick up my stuff and take it over there from A to B. But, you know, I've seen your price, but I've only got this much like your cash. Be right with that. Right. Whereas if you've decided to use Aussie van yeah. and, you know, you've 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 seen the van, you've seen one of their touch points, you've seen the website, you've seen an ad. Um, you know, you've been followed by the pixel. They've, you know, you've searched removal and they've spent a bit of money getting their brand out there on on using Google Ads, Google Search. When you see you've got a touch point of their brand already and you kind of get it, they've used Australia, they've used the Aussie hardworking bloke, they've got the yellow. All of a sudden, you're exposed to a few touch points. You feel like you've got a company that you can't negotiate with, really, because they are higher end they're they're a proper outfit they might not be even they might be worse at joe blogs at taking yeah. stuff from a to b but as far as i'm concerned at this point i would feel less inclined to try and negotiate with them because i'm i've got like a i've got a collective impact before i've even met them and they've actually provided the surface service of moving my stuff that is of a higher quality than joe blogs so i'm not going to negotiate feel happier with this with my um, perceived uh, uh, higher quality of service that I haven't even had yet. So yeah. uh, I think that shows a huge impact already. It's kind of the emotions. If you like unlock a couple of emotions um, before they've even got the service and used it, you know. And if they turn up with Aussie, you know, if you ordered if, if you ordered Aussie van, you've already got and you you know you're seeing their, their brand equity. You're looking at the logo and stuff. You think, yeah, you know what, I'll pay a bit extra because I know they're not going to let me down because they look like a proper outfit. Yes. If they turn up, but the bloke gets out and he's in his pyjamas, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, <laughs> what's going on here? This is not kind of, no, nah, I'm not really, have I been, what, you know, yes, is this yeah, the right yeah. person? What's going on? Not, all of a sudden you trust through the floor. But if it's a bloke 
and I'm not saying he should get out the car and say good day to you as soon as he parks up. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But if he's got the outfit and he's got the top on and it's got the Aussie logo, I mean, job done. I mean, you'd be like, yeah, there we go. Well, that's you, you kind of you you covered the, the sort of second point I was going to talk about about the method of branding for businesses with a, with sort of a basic understanding, but obviously we've got a budget or a budget orientated sort of viewpoint. Again, not necessarily being able to quantify what the value or the measurables are from spending X number of pounds. The Aussie, what you've just described there is the perception and the feel of things that they will pay extra because they know they're not going to let them down. So it actually boils down to trust, assurance mm. and confidence. And again, bringing it back to the original point, talking about the tone and the story. If you can weave in the heritage that, you know, you've been around for 40, 50 years, it means you're not going anywhere. You're, you're resolute. You, you know, your mm. foundations are, are, are strong as the earth type of a, a, a mentality. So you're not a flyby. We set up shop two weeks ago because that has trust implications. Mm-hmm. The website looks slick. It looks branded. It looks inviting. You wouldn't look at it and go, it looks like something that was created in the 1990s. Or <laughs> and there's plenty of those script. still about. Yeah, yeah, There are because again, but this is the, this the, one of the reasons why we went for the website design that we've got is because we wanted it to look more, not, not professional as such, because there are other professional websites, but different from every other website yet similar. So, you know, so it's bh-i.com. Yeah, yeah. When I first went to it, um, yeah, I wasn't, I liked it because I liked the logo. It looked a bit, it looked a bit, it looked a bit modern. It, I was, you know, I was expect. when I first went to it, I thought it, was, uh, it looked, the reason why I personally liked it is it looked a little bit like a skateboard brand. That I liked. Okay. Um, All right. And then okay. I went through it and I'm like, all oh, right, you know, because you're using it's the same colours throughout there's a, an obvious template there yeah and yeah so you you stood out and i didn't feel like it was a, t- a chore to go through the site and look at what you guys did so i do think you stand out i i, I do think you stand out i think you do with more more testimonials because you know you're probably doing more well, stuff they need to update yeah. that somebody else's yeah. job that i'm i'm uh, annoying <laughs> no no no, no. Uh, it's, it's, thanks for that matt thanks for that yeah <laughs> But no, but going back to it, yeah, you you are uh, in terms of what you're providing in terms of custom workwear, clothing, and PPE. Uh, you you do stand out with that that branding in a similar way to Aussie doing with their removals. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but you, what you described now, not only with about our product, but obviously like uh, Aussie is almost like a uh, a simple case study about how to change the perception of certain things that where, uh, if you want to look at it as social proof, where they go to your website, then they go to your Facebook page, your Twitter page, or your LinkedIn page to see how active you are or what your message is to see if it is consistent the whole way yeah, through, which it, it, it should be, which, yeah. which everybody's going to do it. And the reason why that happens is whether people have actually been uh, bitten sort of by uh, the Jack the Lad or the Fly By Night or the Shyster, whatever you want to call them, Mm. There are people out there, and I want. They're not. There's not many of them, but there are enough to sort of cause some issues, and uh, certainly to trip, uh, trickle down in people's mindsets. Whenever people are buying anything, when they buy that, they buy it on emotion, and then they justify intellectually. So if they go back home or put the phone down or you know wait for that confirmation from PayPal or, or whoever they've, they've the credit cards, they don't get that tang of 
self-doubt or buyer's remorse. Yeah, it's, buyer's it's remorse. To, Did I just get yeah. done? Did I just, have I just messed exactly. up here? Yeah. Now, in our industry, and I dare say it's going to be the same for, for most industries out there, that's what you're kind of fighting against. It's not because mm. of anything that you've done. It's, it's that almost fear or that self-fulfilling prophecy that if, if people are expecting to be done over um, or hoping that they're not, that's something that you need to be very cautious yeah. of. Yeah. But like you said, you know, when you've got a website like Aussie Group, and even if you've never used them before, the feeling is, well, they're not going to rob me, are they? Because they're a well-known brand, and this will this will look negatively on them because of Twitter and because of the the power of social media now. And therefore, so I'm it, prepared to pay them more as a yeah. result of that that payoff. So here's my fear: you've alleviated it. That problem's been dealt with with your yeah. sweet suite of branded assets. And uh, as we say, so I'll pay a bit more for that. For that. So, exactly. Well, one of our sort of uh, strap lines or part of the strap line is basically we provide peace of mind or because we're differentiating ourselves from suppliers. We're a provider and suppliers will sell you what they think you want. So if someone comes yeah. and says, I want that polo shirt, but I want to pay 10 pence less. Yeah. Most suppliers will go, they'll cut their own throats in terms of margins to supply them that polo shirt. We'll go, but why? There's a better option. Why wouldn't you look at that? That's more cost effective, that won't compromise performance and actually would deliver you more value. That's what mm. a provider does. But what you've just described there is basically providing peace of mind. So when you are buying Aussie, Aussie Group or whoever you're going to be buying into, that yeah. message has got to say, right, I'd rather pay a bit more to get that peace of mind. I don't have to because everyone I think most people are aware of buy cheap, buy twice or you get mm -hmm. what you pay for or, or variations of it. They're yeah. hoping that when they buy something, and my dad, my dad's on this. He's he's bought uh, drones. He's got uh, an affinity for for for, for drones. Um, <laughs> he hasn't around Gatwick, has he? You know. No, no, no. I was thinking uh, that just as I was going to sort of qualify that. No, he's um, I don't know. He, he might have been better off with a, a helicopter, but he bought a quote unquote cheaper one. It wasn't cheap by any standards for for what he bought, but he had two choices.